Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's goody fam? Welcome to the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast, where we talk about leveraging human behavior and psychology so you can create a better business, a better life, and ultimately a better you. I am your host, Juan Mutunga. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to build trust in business and relationships, you know, romantic, platonic, whatever you do in your spare time, but ultimately how to build trust with other people based on who you are and what your personality type is. Um, I see in the work that trust or a lack of trust is probably the biggest impediment in the progress or the development of a relationship, the growth of a business, right? And in, um, in the work that I do, I see clients struggle with it in different ways. For some being they don't trust that they can be themselves with another person or they're looking to gain the trust of another person. So I just wanted to really break down and give you step by step. I got some notes. You know what I'm saying I got notes this time. So I really want to break down how you can go about building trust with each one of the personality types in an organic way. I don't want you don't want to try to microwave um, bugging up. You don't want to microwave connection or relationship with anybody. But if you listen to, you know, the steps, you listen to the information um, and apply it and figure out a way to apply it that's authentic to you, you'll find that your relationships go a lot further. They become more meaningful um, and more fruitful. I right, so, again... The D, the I, the S, and the C. So people who are high Ds, number one, some things that you need to understand. People who are high Ds, they are wired to solve problems, right? So they're wired for solving problems, but more specifically problems of significance, right? Things that are very high level. The observable emotion attached or connected to somebody who's a high D is going to be frustration or anger. Not to say that they don't have any emotions, but the emotion that you would most identify, most observe with them is going to be frustration or anger. Now, what makes a D prefer or lean in in this quadrant is because they have anxiety or they have a fear of being taken advantage of, not being in control, being manipulated. So with that being said, understanding who they are and what I just said, these are the ways or these are some things that you need to keep in mind when trying to or working to build trust with somebody who's ID. So the very first thing, do what you say you will do. The results matter the most to the D. So for high Ds, we care about getting, I say we because I'm a 99D. We care about getting things done. We speak the language of how many by when. 
It don't have to look pretty. It don't have to be glamorous. It don't have to be any of that. But we care about making sure things get done by any means necessary. So if you're looking to build trust with somebody, just don't don't overpromise. And you don't have to overdeliver. Just do what you said you was going to do. It's a very simple, but it could be challenging, but a very simple way to build trust with us. Number two, save me time. <clears throat> High Ds are wired for efficiency. So return on investment. Is this the best use of my time, my energy, etc.? High Ds are looking for the quickest way to get from point A to point B. So if you are able to save me time in some way, it lets me know that you are an executor. It lets me know that you are efficient um, and in some regard effective at, at what you're doing. I find that to be extremely valuable. Uh, the next one, get the job done early, right? If you can over deliver, get results and do it in grand fashion. If you could finish early, you could exceed, you could set a new record. If I need it on Tuesday and you get it to me, close the business Friday, the week before, love it. If I need it Friday and you get it to me Wednesday, I love it. Here's the thing about D's, right? This is this is a little, little hack, right? If a high D asks you for something, don't ask them when do you need it by. If I'm asking you for it, it means that I really needed it yesterday or last week or two days ago, and you didn't anticipate enough to make it happen, so now I got to tell you. So I want it now. So if you can finish early or anticipate and get it to me before I ask for it, me and you are good. All right, so uh, confronting issues directly and then moving on from it. So high Ds are like people who score really high in the D quadrant are people who um, like to solve problems, right? They are people who, when they see a problem, they gravitate to the problem. They're not afraid of confrontation. They actually seek out challenges. So if we're able to, in whatever for whatever reason, we have a disagreement or a difference of perspective, a high D is going to want to solve that problem, work it out, even if it means having conflict or discourse. If you're able to have a disagreement with us and we can settle that, whether we agree in one direction or the other or we agree to disagree, and we're able to move on and keep going on to do what we have to do, you win with us. We don't see conflict or confrontation as a problem. We see it as a way to make progress and move forward. So in certain situations, if you're ducking smoke or you ducking accountability or you ducking a difficult situation, you can kind of lose the D's respect. We, we appreciate a person who's able to confront things, you know, head on and... We can move forward from it. Another way to build trust is be confident. So because we're wired for things of significance, uh, we care about boundaries, respect. We care about facts and logic. Um, 
we want to make sure that you qualified to have this conversation or be talking to us about it. And you could be an expert at something, but if you're not really confident, we'll smell that. If it's one thing about these, they are confident by nature, right? They just have a certain energy, a certain posture, a certain authority about things, and we respect that. We can see it. We can smell it in the environment, and it's something that will make us gravitate to you. We also uh, look at people who are self-motivated and self-directed, so people who are self-starters, people who get up and get going, people who take initiative. That is... Those are really good ways to build trust and rapport with us. Um, recognize and appreciate the accomplishments that impact the bottom line. Translation, we really care about things that move the needle. We don't want to just be doing things for the sake of doing things. Does this help us get closer to the goal? So again, remember I said these focus on efficiency. Like how do we get from point A to point B as quick as possible? Now, some people may perceive that as us trying to skip steps or us, you know, trying to uh, buck authority. But really, we're looking for the quickest path. Now, for my D's out there, I need you to be mindful of the fact that just because you don't mind making the decision doesn't mean that you make the best decision. Two, going somewhere quickly but incorrectly is counterproductive. So just because you move fast, but you move fast in the wrong direction, ain't a good thing, right? So you want to make sure that you're being efficient and effective, right? You're able to execute the right way and you're able to do it quickly, that's what mastery is about. Um, and then the next thing is don't talk around an issue. Don't beat around the bush and don't try to manipulate the situation. That is going to trigger a D. Again, a D's biggest fear is being taken advantage of, is being made to feel insignificant. So if you are trying to manipulate the facts, what happened in any sort of way. If you are trying to beat around a bush or dance around an issue and we can't get to what the problem is, that's going to cause an issue with us. So if you're somebody who can cut straight to the chase, who can speak it how it is, that is a really great way to build trust and rapport with us. Right? So hope you're taking notes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are following um, that's how you build trust and rapport with a high D. Now, the person who is a high I, high eyes, the I quadrant speaks to people who are interactive, people who like to express themselves, people who like to show emotion, right? These are people who are very persuasive, you know, very inspiring. They're social butterflies. The emotion, the absorb, uh, observable emotion that you see with somebody who's a high I, this is a person who is going to appear very optimistic, very glass half full, very hopeful, right? Seeing the best in people. A, a high eyes, biggest anxiety producer or their biggest fear is rejection, right? High eyes care about making people feel appreciated, making people feel like they belong, 
right? Uh, pulling people in to create connection and community. Rejection is something that makes them feel very anxious, feeling like they're not accepted or feeling like their thoughts, views, and opinions are not being embraced, not listened to, somebody not being open with them, right? Or being open to hearing them or receiving them. That is something that makes them very anxious. So that being said, if you're looking to build trust, build rapport with a high eye, you want to make sure that you take the time to listen to them, right? Listen to their stories, listen to their point of view, start small talk with them, ask them and show them that you're interested in who they are and how they feel and how they look at something. They are going to storytell. They're very creative, very, um, like very like abstract thinkers. You want, you want to make sure you create space for y'all to build rapport, to tell stories, to talk about how your day is going, compliment them on what they're wearing or um, their great idea, right? Um, the next thing you want to do is keep them in the loop, okay? So one of the things that high eyes uh, are challenged with is details. They don't like details. Not that they are not, uh, well... <laughs> High eyes are creative problem solvers. They like things to be fluid. They're kind of like hippie-ish where they kind of like flow and just go with the flow. Things that feel rigid to them, they're going to shy away from, right? But they are relational in nature, which means they like to be in connection, be in communication. So they might not want to know the nitty gritty of everything, but they want to make sure that they're in the loop, they're included, Again, community, belonging, feeling appreciated. They don't want to feel rejected. So keeping them in the loop, in the mix, makes them feel like they're a part of the crew, a part of the team, and that's a way to make them feel like they can trust you. One of the biggest ones, okay, if you want to build trust and rapport with a high eye, you want to make sure that you do not dismiss them. You do not judge them that you remain open to their thoughts, opinions, feelings, and ideas. If they're sharing something with you, if they're talking to you or they're, they're excited in some way and you brush them off or you dismiss them or you judge them, a.k.a. you reject who they are, their thoughts, their feelings, you know, their being, it's going to erode trust. It is something that creates a lot of anxiety um, in them, and they will shy away from it. It will repel them like no other, right? So you want to make sure that you stay open. Um, show them praise and admiration. Give them high fives. Give them pats on the back. Salute them. Affirm them. High eyes care about affirmation. Um, it makes them feel good. It, it, it like, adds fuel to them. It, 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 it fuels them up, right, to get... Um, affirmed for things that they're doing well, um, people who maybe if they aren't feeling well, but you speak life into them, affirming them goes a really long way. Um, another way to build trust with them is to ask for their input. They love to share. They love to engage. They love to feel like they're helping people and being able to add right They're They're creative. So they have a very unique perspective on things, being able to add their, two cents to something, being able to um, 
advise somebody on something makes them feel invested, makes them feel more connected. And as people who are relational, it, excuse me, it, um, it adds trust. It builds, it helps to build and foster trust. Another way is to assume the best. It is, it is admirable because I am somebody who is a low eye, but high eyes always assume the best and see the best in people. They really uh, see the silver line and they really are glass half full kind of people. They want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and being a person who is maybe if, even if you're not like that, but you're open to it, right? You remain open and you're not um, judgmental about certain things and you assume uh, a positive intent or positive intentions that builds trust and rapport with them. Um be positive, be enthusiastic. You want to make sure that you have good energy, good vibes. They are very much into the feng shui, the energy. If something feels off, they're going to try to shy away from it or they're going to try to change the energy. But make sure that you bring good vibes because if your vibe is off, they're probably not going to want to be around you. Um, and one of the key things to building rapport and building trust is to make sure that when you are being, while, okay, when you are disagreeing, right? If you have a difference of opinion or y'all are having some sort of disagreeing, a disagreement, don't personalize the feedback. Speak about the behavior or the thing. Don't personalize it, right? So, for, an, for example, don't say, um, you're really... Uh, inconsiderate or you're really mean or you're rude or I don't like people who can't be on time, right? You always late. You're assigning that to their person and that's how they're going to receive it. But if the feedback is given and you're speaking to them like, Hey, listen, um, I don't not really using a sandwich method, but like really speaking to them in, in a sense of, Hey, listen, um, I really appreciate working with you and I really care about us having a healthy, functional working relationship. When you are late, it really throws me off and it really disrupts the flow of my day. Um, what can I do to support you in making sure that we can be able to meet on time or we're able to connect on time, right? Being very specific and letting them know that you're separating the behavior from the person and you're not trying to make an indictment on their character. That is something that they will appreciate that goes, uh, that adds a lot into the relationship tank with them. Um, so listen, that was a couple of little, little gems for building rapport with a high I. Um, next is high S's, right? Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know, I'm going to let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type. 
what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. Again, I'm, I let it be known, High S is some of my favorite people. So, you know I mean, I ain't going to be biased, but High S's are um, people who have a High S, they really care about pace. They care about stability. Um, they are the types of individuals who want to make sure everything and everybody in the environment feels supported. They have what they need. They're usually the glue in the environment that holds everything together. They kind of just work behind the scenes to make sure stuff is where it needs to be and how it needs to be. Um, high S's, right, the observable emotion associated with a high S is there's a void of emotion. So they usually keep a poker face. They may have no affect or their body language may be really flat, really cool, calm and collected. High S's care about things being stable. They're motivated by dependability, by consistency. What their biggest fear is, what makes them feel most anxious is this loss of security or loss of stability when things are constantly changing and moving and what feels to be all over the place to them. So if you're looking to build trust, deepen your relationship and build rapport with them, keep the following things in mind. Number one, you want to avoid surprises and quick changes. You want to make sure that you communicate things ahead of time you take your time in explaining and you allow them to process what it is that you're saying. Again, they may not show it on the outside, but on the inside, what you're saying, they may have questions about, they may, may not feel comfortable. They're very accommodating people. So they may agree to something that they really don't want to do. And in as I'm thinking about it, S's actually take the most time to build trust with. Right, They really care about feeling safe and secure, and they're not about microwaving relationships. You really have to earn that trust over time. Um, so you want to avoid quick changes. You want to avoid abruptness. You want to avoid surprises. You want to provide them with an opportunity to provide feedback, give input before making a move, right? Again, I told you that they're accommodating. They may say yes, and they're really not confident in that yes. They may want to avoid conflict because they want things to be safe and secure. So they'll say yes to something and then end up having buyer's remorse later. So when understanding this and building relationship with them, you want to make sure that you get buy-in, you take your time, and you, you give them the time and space to... Uh, feel safe enough to open up and truly share what they think and how they feel about something. Again, you can't rush or microwave this because you'll turn them off immediately. Um, you want to create a plan and then work the plan. If you want to build trust with an S, S's are process-oriented, right? So once they have a direction, they kind of follow this to-do list or this, this checklist of, okay, I need to do this and then this and then this and then this. So with the high S1, 
They need a plan because a plan is going to direct their energy and attention to the task at hand. But then they're going to work the plan over and over and over. If you, one, don't have a plan, that's going to be a problem. Two, if you create a plan but you deviate from the plan or you abandon the plan, that's going to be a problem. So whatever plan you agree to, make sure you stick with it. They're going to uh, respect and appreciate the fact that you are reliable and dependable and they can trust you to do what you say you're going to do. Um, you have to have patience. One of the mistakes that people make when dealing with high S's because they are such paced individuals, um, they care about things being predictable and they take their time and they're thorough. People try to rush them because S's usually take more time to do things than um, the other personality types. That's just their way of being, right? They're very thorough and very calm and, you know, they work through the process. They don't skip steps. You want to make sure you demonstrate patience with them in their process. Patience with the process is probably one of the best ways to build relationship with them long term. If they're struggling with something, demonstrating patience with them while they figure it out and work through it, you will earn so much uh loyalty and respect from them. Um, if there's something that they have to do and they're working through or they're working towards being patient with them and not rushing them, not trying to speed them up, but just being supportive and giving them the space they need to do what they need to do to work through that goes a long way. Um, the other thing is being compassionate and demonstrating empathy. High S's are people-oriented. They care about people, but they also care about supporting other people. So they are wired, they're nurturing, they care about being viewed, seen, and appreciated for being a reliable, loyal team player. If you are a person who is... Um, you, you ain't really good with relational, you more transactional, you, you cutthroat, or you move funny style, you're going to burn bridges with them super quick, right? They are people who take relationship very serious. They're not going to fake it. They're not going to be rushed. And it takes time to build it. But once you build it, it's virtually indestructible, right? It, You know, they really have almost a martyr syndrome. They're like loyal to a fault. Right? They really, really, truly care about and build deep, meaningful relationships. Um, also spend time with them one-on-one. -on -one. So having, they're not going to really shine in group settings, but if you want to really build with them, you have to be intentional. So one of the ways to build trust is to pull them to the side and maybe do something one-on-one -on -one with them or carve out and plan some intentional quality time, whether you're just chatting or you want to ask them a question or get some feedback from them. Doing so to the side, um, it, sort of in the cut away from the commotion in the crowd um, is something that they would really appreciate. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel considered. And that is a really good way to build rapport with them. Um, with an high S, gratitude goes 
the furthest. Forget a long way. Being grateful, being appreciative, and showing them that, you know, you care about them and you give them a pat on the back. Like just encouraging and reassuring them that what they're doing is valuable and important. That fuels them in a way because they really do live to support other people. They really do live to care and uplift others. They're the like consummate team player, right? I don't know that a team really thrives without having somebody who is a high S on the team. You got to have them at the table. Um, And then, okay, well, maybe two more things. One, ask them for support, right? You have to invite and engage them in, but also be mindful that they're not going to ask you for help. A high S could have their foot chopped off. They could be bleeding, bloody bruised. They're not going to ask for help. It really is not in them. But if you are somebody who can anticipate their need for support and take initiative to give it to them, you win a gold star. They love you long time. You really gotta, you really gotta take initiative. Uh, you gotta uh, practice anticipation and initiative with them, offering your support or just taking care of them and surprising them with the care goes a long way. Uh, my last piece is to be consistent. Whatever you are, whoever you are, just be consistent. They, they crave predictability. They crave to know what's coming and know how it's coming and know what to expect. Being predictable and being consistent, they can work with that. They can work with that. They'll even be patient with you. But you got to be consistent, you got to be upfront, and you got to be honest with them. And they will accept you. Not all the time, but I'm just saying, like, you're going to win with them nine times out of ten being consistent and letting them know what they're getting into ahead of time. All right? So that's the deal with the S's. The C's, right? High C personality types. These are people who are focused on procedure, um, these are people who are focused on uh, precedent, right? These are people who care about things getting done. They're task-oriented, but they care about things getting done right. They like to measure twice, cut once, right? Think about a sniper. One shot, they're very effective at what they do. The observable emotion associated with a C is fear, right? It's fear. And here's why. The biggest anxiety producer, the biggest fear associated with the person that's a high C is criticism and judgment. High Cs are very, very uh, conscientious. They're very cautious. They're afraid of being criticized, being judged, and what that says about them. So they are perfectionists. They are systematic, they're analytical, they're cerebral about what they do. They ask a bunch of questions, they're very calculated, they're very logical, very uh, exact and precise. If you want to build trust with them, you need to be mindful of the way they go about doing what they do, right? So you want to 
speak using facts. These are people who care about factual, uh, factual things. They're not interested. Not saying that they don't care about your feelings, but they want to know for a fact what this is. They like data. They like being able to revert back to something to prove the relevance of another thing. So don't be talking fluff to them. Don't fake it like you make it, right? Just be honest and be able to back up what you're saying with some sort of statistic, some sort of data. Um, if you want to build it up, if, if you want to build trust with them, you want to make sure that you're able to connect the dots. Make a logical argument, make a factual statement. You want to be able to show the steps connect breadcrumb it even right make sure everything all of the dots connect in a sequential way that they can track and follow don't rush them so high c's again they care about making mistakes they care about being judged they their observable feeling is a, they're going to ask you a lot of questions they're going to take a lot of notes so sometimes you may have to speak slower. You may have to go through, allow them to ask a question and a follow-up question. They're very thorough and very detail-oriented. Don't rush them or make them feel bad about gathering the information that they need to go execute. Um, if you're going to do it, I said they're afraid of mistakes. They are. Uh, are they get anxious around being judged if you're going to do something make sure you do it right the first time things being messed up things being out of place things not being structured and organized drives them crazy and you get one time to make a mistake you make a mistake one time and they will gladly take that off your plate or make sure you are not included in that process anymore so that they can do it and ensure that it gets done the way it's supposed to get done. Right? They, it, it makes them feel uneasy, anxious, unsafe for things to not be structured and organized or for things to not happen the way it's supposed to. If you're breaking the rules, if you're going against the status quo, if you're breaking the agreement, they're going to have an issue with that. So if you're looking to build trust with them, you want to make sure that you're able to execute and execute the right way, right? Um, explain things in detail, right? Make sure they have clarity, High C's are individuals because fear is present. They get confidence from clarity and they get clarity from asking questions, having details, getting information. So be patient with them. Give them time to ask you questions so they can get clear on what it is that they need to do, what's required of them, what the expectations are. With high C's, they, again, they measure twice, cut once. So, they are going to prepare, 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 and then execute. If you want to support a high C, give them a deadline, right? It always brings me back to uh, Parkinson's law, right? Parkinson's law is basically the thing that says that a person will execute in whatever time allotted to them. So if you give a high C a task to do and you don't put a deadline on it, they're going to work towards it 
in perpetuity. They're just going to keep going and keep finding new facts because they want to make it perfect. If you give them two weeks to do it, they'll do it in two weeks. If you give them seven days to do it, they'll do it in seven days. If you give them two hours to do it, they'll figure out a way to do it in two hours. But you have to give them a deadline. They will prepare to be perfect or be excellent in whatever time you give them. Don't make assumptions. Remember, they care about facts. Don't just speak out of the side of your face. Don't just be speaking things that's your opinion. They don't care about that. When you talk to them, when you bring something to them, have supporting information. Do your research. Do your homework. Bring supporting materials. Um, here's, the, here's also the thing. You want to follow up. You want to follow through. And you want to circle back with them. So you want to set an appointment with a date and a time. You want to set a reminder to follow up and confirm if this is still good. And then you want to follow up afterwards and, uh, you know, maybe share like, hey, this is what we spoke about. This is what we agreed upon. Like they care about that level of intention, uh, not intention, of that level of attention to detail. So follow up, follow through, and circle back with them. The other thing is they care about logic and fact. So don't come to the table with a whole bunch of emotions and a whole bunch of energy. It's going to feel like you're being extra or you're going to feel like you're being a lot to them. You want to make sure that you come and your demeanor is very cool. Your body language, your, your hand gestures, all of that stuff is to a minimum. You want to speak in a very calm and cool tone. And you want to make sure that you stay focused on the facts and the bits of information. What is going to help move this forward? What is going to protect us and ensure that we follow the policy and the procedure, right? And again, you want to prove with facts any and everything, right? They care about statistics. They care about data. They, they are task-oriented, and they make decisions based on information. So if you have information... Uh, they care about the quality, right? High quality information from credible, reputable sources. Use that and it will support them in building trust and opening up to you. I right? So listen, that's the blueprint to building trust and rapport with high C's. So I'm going to stop there, right? Because I don't want to ramble too much. I just want to make sure that I give y'all that. But do you see yourself, right? I, I, so in the comments, I want you to let me know if you resonated with what I shared based on your personality type, right? Let me know what you connect with the most, what you resonate with the most. And then let me know maybe something that you got wrong or uh, I see just cringed when I said that. <laughs> let me know what you didn't know, what you learned about a different type, right? So tell me what you identify with the most, but also let me know sort of a misconception that you might have had or something you weren't thinking about, right? All of the stuff that we do, all of the work that I'm doing um, with teams, with individuals is about using our differences to make a difference. And that means that we have to spend time understanding people and in understanding people, the bedrock of all of that, 
the crux of it at the core is trust. We have to trust you with us. We have to trust you to be able to open up and to be able to handle all that we come with. And from there, we're able to work together. From there, we're able to build relationship. So let me know what y'all think about this in the comments. Um, I am Dewan Mutunga on everything. This is the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. And I'll holler at y'all in the next episode. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.